that should be like actually recording right now. Um, what do you want to say? <laughs> um, well, I'm sitting in a pool of my own blood in a furry van. Oh, nice. And life's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. So we just arrived at Comfort Creek Festival. It's our going to be our inaugural labia lounge hell yeah yeah debut performance 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 no appearance appearance um <laughs> i feel like there's not gonna be too much performing there was going to be maybe a little bit but now i'm knackered I, I, know, can't I know but once it's set up we'll be excited oh, <laughs> i just can't i just can't even imagine having the spoons to like run a workshop or something i know but we're definitely going to be collecting some stories and some anonymous questions that we'll either answer on a podcast episode or live at the festival. I don't know. I don't know. We're just winging it at the moment. Hell yeah. Just, uh, what's that expression? Oh, no. Fuck. I wanted to say flying by the seat of our period panties. Um, yeah, that's good. What's but wrong I, with that? Well, I like that, but then I also got distracted in my head about that other expression that's not really like applicable but you know how people say like I don't know traveling like backpacking around like living on a shoestring is that the expression <laughs> it's not shoelace living on a, sh- a I don't know string. maybe yeah I maybe. think it, yeah I wanted to say like just living on a tampon string but I was like firstly it's not even the expression that I want secondly I don't think it's close enough to the actual saying that people would know <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about you walk that line so often <laughs> you do you do oh do you think I say a lot of things that people don't know what I'm talking about no but you love taking sayings and swapping words out I do yeah I do mm. okay cool Cool. Well, let's listen to this and see if this is, by the way, in case I use this in an episode, this is me figuring out how to use this new recorder that I've got that I think is like the kind of recorder that you see journos using in the field to interview people. So pretty excited. Got it secondhand off Facebook Marketplace. What, what? And I'm very, very, very tech averse. So it's taken me a super long time and right up until the last minute at the actual festival in the back of my fluffy van to actually pull it out and learn how to use it so this is the test test recording anything to add my co-host co-pilot i reckon co-pilot yeah (laughs) no i don't think so goods to come sicko this program is brought to you by pussy magnets Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Ah, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country, and I pay respect to their elders past, present, and emerging. 
Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. <laughs> oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? <laughs> Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull the couch. It's the Labia Lounge. Hey everyone, this is... Hannah and Freya coming at you from Comfort Creek. We've just set up our labia lounge for the first time. Hello. Hello, dear punter. They already want to get involved. Dude, <laughs> this looks sick. Yeah, it looks sick. I don't know what else to say. No, like, I don't know. I got, I got the recorder. Welcome to the labia lounge. Welcome to the labia lounge. We've got lava lamps. Which have just started lavering. Did you know they take like an hour to warm up? Very anticlimactic. Um, we got, you know, we got signs, we got lamps, we've got stickers, this rug, which I'm already freaking out about anytime anyone comes near it with muddy shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be, we're going to be hopefully collecting some live content from passersby. People are going to just be able to come and sit on the couch and. Pull one of these conversation cards and have some deep, sexy conversations. Yeah, I don't know. What else do we... That's it. We're just figuring it out, to be honest. Yeah, we're just flying by our flaps. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, so... I'm a bit shell-shocked. It's been a massive week leading up to this, and now, you know, we did it. We're set up. It's pretty freaking rainy out there, so I'm stoked we've got undercover, you know, protection. And, yeah, I don't know. This, this thing seems to be working pretty well. I can hear it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. Sick. That's it. That's it. I think it's recording. Hey, what's your name? I'm Sammy. Lovely to meet you. Welcome to the Labia Lounge. Thank you. Um, you are my first ever live guest that I've just pulled in from the festival and you've taken a conversation card from the deck. Shall I ask you the yeah, question? You ask right. What is something that gets you super horny that has nothing to do with sex? Okay. Well, okay. I feel as soon as I walked up to this setup, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful velvet lounge soft orange carpet I was thinking about explaining that and (laughs) something about sensual feelings I feel I need to always wear velvet Mm. pretty much all the time and something that I can touch hence the beanie and needing something fluffy and this sensuality whether it's through music or through Touching beautiful soft things. That yes. always gets me Yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hannah's really similar. Like we talk about that a lot. Like the tactile, like fabrics and things feeling nice and soft on our skin, and just like I guess it's it's sensual in the sense that it's your senses that you're engaging, and there's something about yeah, fuck yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Thanks so much. That's okay. Can I have a little story attached to that as well? Um, which is- yes, <laughs> please. I'm locked and loaded. Give it to me. There is a time where you can you can be orgasmic through music, and mm. specifically a time that I was lying 
on the ground, in the country, camping. And I had a sound bath from some friends. Oh. And that orgasm through something that wasn't sex mm. occurred. And it was beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. And that reminder that we don't need it to just mm. be through one certain way yep. to be able to have an orgasmic life. Yes. Oh, my God. You are preaching, like, all the gospel right now. <laughs> this is so... Do you already listen to my podcast, perhaps? <laughs> Are you a plant? That Maybe just... <laughs> in the past life and the future at the same time. Dude, that was such a perfect story. Thank you. You were like, oh, I don't know if I have a story. Look out. Like, we got two out of you. Um, thanks so much. Do you Thank reckon you. you have, like, um, any, just while I've got you here, any other content like related to I mean you don't listen to the podcast so it's a bit tricky maybe maybe me as the host should be asking you questions but honestly this is the first time I've done this so it's a little bit we could pull another card or I could just let you go pull one more card I mean you've taken your boots off you may as well I'm I'm certainly in here we go let's see we're on the soft couch (laughs) do you have any document list or mental record of the people you've slept with is it weird to do that? Hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that. Um, I don't think it's weird to do that if someone feels that that is what's necessary for them. Mm-hmm. But would we be doing that for all the other activities that we enjoy in our lives? Do we document every single meal we had and mm. every single party that we went to? And all the Dude. other ways that we had pleasure. So what is the reason for this documentation? Because it feels a little... Like, when you put it that way, it feels a little bit like, oh, it's a, it's a notch on the bed frame or the belt or whatever that expression yeah. is. It's a conquest. Or I guess you could look at it like that's that was a moment of intimacy and vulnerability where I shared some like pretty special part of myself with someone else and I had this experience and I want to remember that but it's like do we need a list to remember that yeah because the only people I know that do that I don't I need it the person who actually sent me in this question I reckon he has a document but I think he journals a lot and so through the years he'll just kind of have it written down and he does like a yeah I don't know I need to ask him like why do you yeah. That, that in itself, if someone's doing it from self-awareness mm. and maybe an opportunity to say, well, I did share that energy with someone mm. and I did share that space, that vulnerable space, and to be able to choose what to do with that mm. coming into the next few weeks or the next few years. And, and mm. So there is that side of it of, of maybe keeping track of... True. I reckon, though, I don't know, but I reckon if someone's got a list, it's a bit of a, like... <laughs> These are all the people that I fucked. And, or maybe they're just trying to like keep track of the number, you know, because mm. that, that's a thing for some people. Like, what's your number? Yes. You know? Yes. I don't know, though. Sick. Well, thanks so much for being my first guest. Pleasure. How was Such that for pleasure. you? Yeah? I mean, yes. we've got the we got the rug. Yeah, this, that was beautiful feedback, by the way, from you about this space because, you know, you're the first person to engage with it and we just set it up. Both of us are very tactile, so we like soft, velvety things. It drew me straight in. All my covers yeah. of velvet look like this. Yeah. Sick. Oh, yes. Amazing. Mm. So, yeah, what brings you here to this festival? Uh, well, I heard about um, Comfort Creek through a Bumble match, 
Dude! Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we were chatting and I asked this lady who I haven't actually met yet. <gasps> is she here? Oh, oh my, my god. god! Are you kidding? This yeah. is my favourite I know, kind of story. I know. So no pressure. I'll, I might run into her. Oh I might not. Oh, we're going to make you look I'm just popular. here. I'm just here and she's here. And she and we spoke and I asked one of the questions I asked her was like, yeah, how's, how's summer looking? What have you got planned? Are you going to go to some festivals? And she said Comfort Creek. And I'm like, that looks like a fucking rad oh my festival. God. So I just bought a ticket and then... Does she know and, um, you're here? No. Oh my God. Do you think she's going to think you're stalking her though? Uh, am I though? Like, I'm, Are you? I'm just having a good time. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, that would be my first one. Yeah, I'd like to be honest, I can't even remember her name. Oh, awkward. So, you can't get the app out and have a No, look. no, I deleted her. True. We didn't talk for like two you weeks. Found her. Well, no, I, t- I didn't talk to her for like two weeks and then uh, life happened, other things happened. And I'm like, that's fine. I know about this festival. And like, there's lots of people here and I don't remember her name. And this is like two months ago when I bought the ticket, so I couldn't, I can't even tell you what she looks like. Oh my god. But, yeah. But yeah, she's like, heads up, like, she gave you the heads up about the festival. It's fantastic. So yeah, I know. Totally. You yeah. got what you needed. If we like, yeah, well, if we do meet that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. but i'm yeah you i'm at a fucking rad festival yeah. so yeah hell yeah oh it's my weird. god and and why did you delete bumble um oh no i still have it i thought you said you deleted the app yeah no I, like if we don't if i don't i don't know like how much yeah how much do i know if i don't if i talk to somebody and then like time goes past like two weeks and we haven't spoken like we've got other stuff going on and i just like just delete people yeah. Oh, so you deleted her yeah. off your... Oh. And it gets me in trouble, but then, like, it's also a good thing. Because then, like, it's like, why didn't you, why did you delete me? And then we've got, like, something to talk about. And she's, like, upset or something. I'm like, I was living my life, and you were both living our lives, and it didn't work out. But now, look, we're here together. But, like, did you get... <laughs> did you swap numbers? Do you have any other way no, of contacting people no. before you delete them? Uh, no, like... Um, sometimes, yeah, but not always, no. So how does it get you into trouble? Like, Ooh, you like, bump into someone that you've deleted, then like, yo, what, what happened to you? Like, I don't know, what happened to you? Well, like, who knows, because you deleted like, them. <laughs> it's not like... Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Um. I'm not accusing. I'm not. Yeah. yeah There's you, no method to this. Madness. No, no. I'm just like, super curious. This stuff's yeah. fascinating to me. Like people's dating app behavior. Like I don't know. It's just super interesting. But it's the same as like if you go, if we're like talking right now, and then I don't talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Why? Like. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. Nothing's wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with deleting people off the app. Honestly, like, I'm so OCD with, like, my inbox and texts and stuff. Like, I delete messages and stuff very frequently because it just annoys me that it's, like, (laughs) sitting there and I'm like, I don't need that. Clear that out. Um, so that's fine. I was just curious. I think like if you date somebody for like three years, that's when you can. That's when like people get hurt. But if you go talk to somebody and you're like, you're not talking to them, and then you haven't got any history with them, and then you stop talking to them, am I wrong so, about that? Maybe I don't no, know. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not accusing you of anything. No, you don't have to explain anything. So, have you seen anyone that you think looks maybe like her? No idea. No. Do you reckon that you would recognise if you saw her? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Oh, wow. Well, if you it do matter, meet though. her, can really you matter. come and find me and let me know? Because I really want to come and visit the Labia Lounge with yeah. her if you meet her. Yeah! That would be sick. Yeah! I would love I'm that. like, I don't have enough information to like be going and telling everyone that story to try and find out if this is the person. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, like, yeah, totally. They, 
Hopefully she will just yeah, 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 and then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a pretty small festival, honestly. I'm, I, feel I do like. know some people here as well. It's pretty small. I reckon yeah. over the three days, you'll probably have seen everyone who's here, and you'll probably have That's popped it. That's not gonna it. help, though. But like, anyway, well, yeah. fucking good luck. That's oh, that's I'm a dope a story. Time, Thanks for sharing. I'm here to enjoy myself and have a good time. No, I know, yeah. obviously, regardless. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. we love a story like that. Imagine if you did bump into her and then you were fucking. You can just shake hands and be like, "Thanks, dude." Yeah, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thanks yeah, for the yeah, best totally. of this fucking ride. Yeah, yeah or she could be the love of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like. I came in pretty strong with the intro. <laughs> what was the intro? It was something like, um, I don't know if it was like she was asking me what I. Um, was here for that's what, yeah that's like a, yeah. like a question oh, yeah, they ask yeah. like, oh yeah so why are you on bubble oh, I'm just yeah. like here to meet my other half and to like you know start a family and all this stuff it's like whoa 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 and I'm like yeah and to get your attention I obviously have it now uh, so that's like uh, that's the key okay yeah. good for you just be up front yeah well I'm not even gonna do anything she's like I don't know who the hell this woman is but yeah I'm wow. at a really cool festival so <laughs> dope alright yeah. fuck cool alright there you go all right, so we have a little bit of an update with the whole situation. Um, the first guy that we interviewed where he said he came to this festival because of someone he met on Bumble. Freya, do you want to talk about what, what happened? <laughs> what you kind of maybe potentially realized once we got back to the van? Oh, my God. It, no, I, I potentially realized. It dawned on me while we were still sitting there. <laughs> I was like, hang on. What's your name again? Because I was like, oh, God. Hang on. Could that have been me? Could I be the bumble chick? Like, totally. What if it's fucking me? Because, yeah. like, okay, so I've recently created a bumble profile to try to. I thought it would be kind of a sneaky little funny creative way to like promote the podcast. And like, the algorithm on the app like automatically takes down any photos that have text or logo or what in. So I've trialed a few different things, and I've landed on the only way I can get around it is is the big kind of stickers on my van that have like the lady lounge and like the logo and a bit of info or whatever. Um, I've just got photos of me in front of that and a video of me like upside down twerking <laughs> like under the labia lounge decal on the back of my van kind of thing. And then the bio is obviously like, um, you know, just here to like promote my podcast on the sly. Um, go listen to the labia lounge or like whatever. So it's, it was kind of dawning on me and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my god, I can't say it. I don't want to say it. After all that, after I'm like, don't you think she'll think you're a stalker? And shit. I'm like, I'm like, why did you why did you fucking unmatch her? That's a weird, like, you know, yeah. he got so defensive yeah, about it. And, yeah. I, and then now I'm like, oh my god, maybe he thinks I know. Yeah. And I'm playing dumb and I'm pretending I don't recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's such a it's so confusing, such a head fuck. So that happened last night and got back to the van. I was like, Hannah. I think I'm the bumble <laughs> Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations, and support from a community of labial legends. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now, back to the episode. 
So you're not really on there trying to like meet the love of your life, whereas this guy, as you heard in his story, he wants to get married and have kids ASAP. So I feel like it's a little bit of an awkward situation because you don't want to be like, ooh, that was me, and potentially set up some oh, lovey vibes. Then there vibes. would be this like, un- yeah, there's, there's, there's this unspoken thing of like, well, we met on a dating app, so yeah. like there must be some yeah. attraction there or some potentiality, and I don't like feeling the pressure of that. Yeah. Um, but... Um, we might try and hunt down what the end of the story is because we saw him in the hot tubs last night. He was going to get into our hot tub, but we were too busy having a DNM. So he got into the next door hot tub and um, he I just politely, politely declined. I was like, oh, no, I don't really. Because he was like, do you mind if I join you? I was like, oh, nah, like I'm having a bit of DNM. I just really wanted to be debriefing with you. And totally. then he hopped in the other hot tub and then another chick got in. And then five minutes later, they're pashing. Yeah. <laughs> making out in the hot tub. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay. Maybe that's the bubble girl. Totally, like, wow. I mean, totally. if, if not, he fucking moves fast. This li- I think they literally just met. And then, like, they're in this hot tub. And, yeah, they're just macking yeah. on. Yeah. So, anyway, stoked for him. Um, and then this morning, uh, he came up to me while I was sitting and eating brekkie. And I was like, how'd you, go? how'd you go? Have you found her? Like, where's this, you know, bumble chick at? He was like, nah, but I did go on the app this morning and, like, I, like, swiped and I found her again. So now I know what she looks like. Totally. And so I'll be able to recognize her. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, like, does he, is it me? Does yeah, he so fucking know it's me? Exactly. It, does he, has he known all along? Yeah. Is that why he approached me in the first totally. place? It's hard to tell if he's dropping hints or if he's just on his own private mission. Oh, so no, no. Okay, I think this morning I, I reckon I'm so, I'm 99% that he knows and that it's me. Whoa! Because, like, because this morning I, was, I asked him about that. He's like, yep, now I'll be able to recognize her. And then he was like, so, like, how's your romance life going? Ah. He, like, there's a lot of hints, I reckon. But okay. I just don't know if he's known all along or if he just, like, had to be sure that's why yeah. he's swiped on the app. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's fucking hilarious, if it's me. Yeah, maybe you should go on your app and swipe and see if you get any match with him. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, yuck, I don't want to do that. I think for the sake of the podcast and the and the story and the narrative, the narrative, yeah, like the story. What do you the plot? No story um, arc for yeah. the story arc. Yeah, I need to get him over here and just be like, "Oi, am we'll I the it. fucking Bumble Girl? And how long have you known? Totally. And like, what are you playing at? Totally. What and you know what's so funny if you're not? Like, I know. Put yourself at I've the centre of my- this person's <laughs> life story. <laughs> But, like, what are the chances that there'd be someone else? Like, I don't know. As he was being, like, telling me details about what he'd, like, had, I don't know. I, there was things that in my brain were just tugging a little a little Maybe. fucking neuron back there. And I'm like, I think this sounds familiar. Um, so, anyway, now that this microphone is up to speed with the situation, hopefully there'll be an update soon. Stay tuned. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. <laughs> so, do you have a TMI story for me? I do. So, during lockdown, yeah. I subscribed to the Oh My God, Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And. Oh, I 
got a couple things out of it, but the, I was learning how to um, ejaculate. Yeah. And anyway, I bought myself some new toys because yeah. I was really bored during lockdown. Totally. I think a lot of people did the same thing. And then it was like, I used my toys so much that I either gave myself like the worst urinary tract infection or did some kind of damage and it ended up pissing bright red blood. No. And nurse and call time we go to emergency. Oh, fuck. But we, was, were you in pain? Yeah. No, oh, I wasn't no? in pain. Oh. So what, well, like, what just was it? I just said it was a urinary end? tract infection. Well, they actually came out inconclusive results, but I went okay. on antibiotics. It Do you think that it actually was from using your sex? I think so. Were you just going nuts? <laughs> Like, it was like hours. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dude, you came too and much. Like, you came so until you pissed blood. I just found out if it was a uni tract infection or whether I just kind of like got internal some damage. bruising, internal bleeding from just like. <laughs> Dude, you came so until you bled. Came back contaminated <laughs> with what? Bacteria. Oh, okay. I didn't oh. do the test properly. Gotcha. Oh, oh, I didn't okay. do it midstream and I got contaminated. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I mean, anyway, and then you took antibiotics and it was done and gone and then you, what, like, laid yeah, off and then the I'm sex like, toys oh for God, a while? I can't have anything nice. Dude, that sucks. Well, it could have maybe just been a combo of things. Like, you know... I mean, well, I was kind of sore afterwards. So yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's tricky. Sometimes you get pretty rough in the moment. I was a sore, but I kind of actually was a little bit sore. Yeah. Maybe not sore is not really the word, but just kind of feeling, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was worth it, though. <laughs> Well, that I mean, mean, I just like, do I tell them or do I just like, no, I no, say nothing. Yeah, oh, they they probably they probably like we fucking see this all the time. It's like six times a week, bloody during lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like sex toy sales absolutely, but like boomed in lockdown for sure. Um, yeah, fuck, that was a really on-brand TMI story. Given that you haven't heard the podcast and you don't know the segment, that was like one of my faves. So thank you so much. Okay, so we've got an Italian conscious intimacy coach. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All right, dope. Perfect guest. So my question for you, how many people do you have in your life who you sometimes share a bed with but don't have a sexual relationship with? Well, I different people for different reasons but when I just re- hear this question what came to me it's a it's a story that I forgot actually ah oh, perfect from from yeah many years ago so I I was yeah I was mingling in a, in India in Goa in some place and and I meet this this young woman and we yeah we like each other we were like sympathize for each other and then one night we we felt that the conversation went on and on and eventually she invited me to her place and the script was already there mm. on me and at that moment I had a kind of script like okay if we go together in the bedroom we will do something yeah it's gonna turn sexy yeah and That's also it, it has to be like that right mm. Especially if it's someone I like and yeah. I feel attracted to. Like, it has to be sex. Otherwise, I mean, what's the point to go right. to the and room? Was this before you were an intimacy coach? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Okay. But this kind of experience has helped me yeah. so much. So, what happened that I was anyway in a transitioning moment where 
I understood that my behaviors towards about my own sexuality were not really serving myself, serving my growth. The opposite. I was leaking energy so much, spent so much energy on trying to go after women just for the sake of it. Chasing tail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. And so I, I was in a shifting moment, mm. though. So I was already reflecting about that. Okay. So when we went, what happened that she proposed me, yeah, to sleep over. It was not obvious, the sex thing, because mm. it was uh, like, uh, I, I was, I mean, I was far from when I was sleeping. She offered me to sleep over. Totally. So it was not obvious was ambiguous yeah right yeah 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 i know the exact kind of situation yeah yeah i mean we can relate to that so, yeah yeah i mean you know it from which side um both okay yeah <laughs> so funny enough when we were there we start to make out but the thing is that we didn't i didn't feel really there was any sparkle yeah. and normally what I would have done before I would have pushed myself yeah just do it you're there yeah, now I mean I'm there so yeah. have it and force yourself and totally. you know as a man you can't force an erection but uh. you can play in different ways yeah. but I felt like no no I, I want to honor that and she too the, the thing was she too she felt exactly mm -hmm. the same And after a very short makeout and some hugs, we both look at each other's eyes and say, well, it's not really flowing, right? <laughs> no. Good night. So I'm going to read my book it's now. It's okay. Yeah. And we just slept together, yeah. literally. Yeah. And from that day, we became really good friends. Yeah. And we understood that that attraction was a friendship attraction. Yeah was not a polarized attraction where there is a sparkle and that day I really understood you don't need to we I don't need to turn sexual something just because there is a beautiful connection yep. and I think from that day on uh, my I believe that even if it was just for a little women felt safer with me yeah. and I had less intensity in my way to relate to women but also to men because then the competitor side also yeah. fade away a little bit so yeah mm. that's what came to me that was a great story that was like unexpectedly good actually mm. heaps in there like lots lots of meaty like things in there to think about and I feel like super relatable for a lot of people although people are at different levels of their journey with that I feel like there's still a lot of that it would be happening all the time where like people wind up going home together and maybe neither of them are really super feeling it but because that script is in place and that expectation is there probably both of them are like oh well I'm here now and I guess I'll, I mean he's into it or she's into it and they're both thinking the same thing and they just go through with it and have shitty sex why? Because that's right. what's expected or they don't think that they can back out now. They've come this far or like, I mean, a lot of the time women are in positions because I work with women predominantly, you know, it's constant hearing about the amount of situations that they find themselves in where they think, oh, well, basically me being in this person's bed or being, you know, having a kiss earlier, that, that's 
as good as consent. You know, I, I just kind of have to go along with this thing now. And um, it's really like sad and shocking to me. So that's kind of something I try to coach people to like, you know, actually say no. And if it's a maybe, that's a no. And like all of that kind of classic stuff is still happening so much. So it's interesting to hear like, I think it's more rare to hear a masculine side of that. Yeah, it's what you say, it's super important also from the male side, because I feel that most of the time, I mean, I grew up like that uh, in a culture that we need, I, I, I felt that I needed to push in order to obtain yeah. sexual connection. Yeah. And I also, nowadays I detect that the belief that I, that I had is that I need sexual connection in order to be intimate and deeper, deeper, subconsciously, not really consciously, I need intimacy in order to feel, to feel connection, to feel I can relate to deeply to someone. And so the logic fault there is to think first that we need to do that through sexuality. Yeah. Doesn't have to. And second that I need to push in order to obtain that it's like a starvation and I think many men suffer from inti- I mean many people intimacy starvation and, and they rather go to the junk food store instead yeah. of wait be more patient to something more healthy organic if you follow the metaphor yeah. right and the junk food store for me is like give away our own sexual energy and then regret it maybe or transform it in a trophy to show it yeah. to ourselves and to friends yeah yeah but also while doing that connected to what you just shared it's acknowledging that if we try to push as men we don't understand that on the other side many women will say yes even if they don't mean it and, yeah. and yes it's their responsibility if you want legally but we can go beyond law yeah. and say hey Can we, let's acknowledge that and remind that I'm really risking to go beyond boundaries of someone yeah just because I'm pushing and I'm manipulating yeah 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 and it's just it's just kind of especially I don't know about you know overseas I'm sure it sounds like probably kind of similar for you but like the the kind of um, expectation of like young men is like it's very like you know when they're young especially and have that kind of like growy like boys 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 footy 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 it's like any holes a goal how many notches on the fucking yeah. bed head do you have yeah. it's a conquest it's the chase it's the like yeah it's the like domination of like female sexuality basically um and like there's so many men that like just felt pressured to kind of behave like that and didn't actually really buy into it but it was just that was normalized and that was how everyone else was behaving so maybe they didn't have parents that like kind of educated them on anything to do of with course. consent I mean who or... are the parents that are educating about no, consent none. maybe nowadays maybe maybe, Now. maybe but so far yeah I who? know so it's like it's right. no one's fault it's not the it's not the boys fault that they're like that but they just oh it's pretty yeah it's pretty shocking Yeah, um, I, I, be, I, I have luckily the, one of the things that I, I would like to say to many men like don't have sex if 
one of you is intoxicated by anything, exactly. by alcohol, especially by alcohol. I would say especially by alcohol. Definitely, yeah. Look for the cues as well, like ask. Like, I mean, it's just mind-blowing that people can kind of blow past all of these like non-verbal cues that someone's not really that into it and just still keep I feel like energetically I can feel if someone's not into sex and I wouldn't keep like doing stuff to their body and it's like if I think back to my early kind of sexual history so much Ugh, it's just crazy to think about like the boys just like continuing to push my boundaries and keep trying to do stuff when I was like no 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 like I'm not that into this or whatever um, it's like yeah just horny little teenagers and that somehow carries into adult life and there's still like men that do that and just basically want to take what they can so it's it's amazing that there's like yeah people like us I guess that are like educating and have you heard of Cam Fraser? Yeah, yeah, I've been working with him. He does incredible yeah, like, work amazing. in that space because he yeah. came from that footy, footy, boys, boys kind of background and yeah. was victim to all of that patriarchal bullshit and he's kind of like become really like sentient of that and turned it around and now he's coaching other men and I think so many like just regular average dudes, Aussie dudes, will find him accessible and approachable because he gets it. He was one of them. And now he's just sort of taking a more conscious approach and helping other people. I think, yeah, it's fucking, it's God's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, you yeah. too. Thanks for those answers. That was great. Yeah. My yeah. name, by the way, is Manu, Manuele Paradiso. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You'll be on the potty. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you. Excuse the interruption, my loves, but I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab, and the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings help me curry favor with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God, I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. How has sex changed for you as you've gotten older? Are there any defining moments that changed how you experience it? I think for me, as I've gotten older, I've become like so much more like comfortable and in tune with my own body. Um, I've gone through like a whole journey of like body dysmorphia and huge bouts of like 
weight loss and yeah. everything like that. Um, so I think that I'm definitely I'm more comfortable in my body now, which makes me more confident in like just knowing what I want yeah. sexually, yeah. Um, and more confident in asking for what I want yeah. sexually, which has been like, which is still a journey for me. Like actually, like in the moment, having that open communication yeah. is something that I'm working on for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's something that I mean, I growing up obviously sex is such a taboo subject. Yeah. Um, so it was not something it was something that I was always really interested in. <laughs> Weren't we all? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just didn't know how to express it without like judgment um, and everything like that. So I think that. Yeah, for me, as I've gotten older, I've just become more comfortable with yeah. myself, yeah. more comfortable with sexual partners, yep. um, and more comfortable with, like, just trying different things, yeah. like, experimenting yeah. a lot more. And, and probably more, I'm going to make the assumption, more um, connected to your body, more embodied, because oh. there's less of the, you know, the dysmorphia and, like body image stuff it really disconnects us from our body not to mention makes us feel uncomfortable in our skin and less confident um and I think as you get older and you've kind of overcome those challenges with body image by the sounds of it or yeah yeah still still on that journey but definitely definitely made huge strides yeah yeah makes sex so much better oh my god honestly (laughs) it's a game changer it's like how the fuck did we like get naked and have sex before right traumatic yeah and I've I found that like I'm because I like I'm definitely like I'm definitely queer um but I when it comes to my body and connecting with women I'm so much more not open to that because I I feel like I'm so much more scared of a woman, like nervous about a woman seeing my body or touching really? my body. That like men, I don't, I don't really care what they like. I know that they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna enjoy it. Like you know, but the stakes aren't but, as high because you're not as interested in them anyway. So it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, and it's just like a, women to me are like the most fucking beautiful creatures to ever exist so like yeah sharing that space and that intimacy and that like openness with like you know my body and everything like that is definitely something that's still terrifying yeah Yeah. Yeah. totally but but yeah definitely something that I'm like working on and working yeah 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 well it's kind of a constant journey oh absolutely I mean you'd be leaps and bounds ahead of yourself five years ago I'd warrant yeah (laughs) I mean yeah totally all right well I've got another question for you while I've got you here (laughs) do you judge people based on the number of sexual partners they've had absolutely not I, I think such as like a body count or even the construct of like virginity that's something that can be lost or yep. given away yeah. is I just I just don't believe in. Yeah. Um I don't subscribe. Yeah, no, no thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that it makes absolutely no difference to a person or to... to it just makes no difference whatsoever. Um, I mean, someone could be the most, like, overtly sexual person ever and so in tune with that, but also, like, restrict themselves from connecting with too many sexual partners um, or someone who might 
you know, there's people who might not be as sexually connected but who try to find that connection by having multiple sexual partners. Um, yeah. And, like, that's that's fine. Like, you do you. I'd say. Different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good answer. Yeah. I think it's, like, you know, there's not too much to read into that one. It's just, like, is it... Is it, like, do you judge people or not? Like, no, because yeah. it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't Never. change them. It's, and, it's yeah. not affecting me yeah. in yeah. any way whatsoever. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. it's a funny one. Some people really do have, like, I, uh, someone was telling me the other day that um, an ex-partner of theirs had kind of said, like, you know, if you've had sex with over this many people, I just won't, I couldn't date And it's like, what's the difference? You know, say the number's 25. It's like, oh, so you'd date me if I'd fuck 24 people, but not 26. Like, because I'm a fucking drastically different, I'm a slut bag now. just in under the cutoff. Like a chaste little virgin versus a fucking dirty slut. And it's like, dude. I'd much rather be a dirty slut. Yeah, totally. But yeah, no, I definitely have had a man like say to me, like before we've gotten intimate, just ask me like what my body count is. Really? And I'm like, why? Yeah, why do you want to why, know? Why do you deserve to know that? But yeah. also what difference does it make? Yeah. Like I could tell you three, I could tell you 300. I'm still yeah. the exact same person yeah. sitting in front of you. And you could lie about it. Like what a exactly. dumb question. Yeah. You know, like it's like, do what is that achieving? Are you just trying to figure out whether you're going to have sex with me or not? Do you need names and locations as well? Why is it your business? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how I'd respond to that question. Yeah, that um, experience did definitely not go, definitely did not go into anything further. Yeah, immediate dry pussy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like... like Feel my vagina retracting. Just like, like um, full lemon face. Like <laughs> your pussy's just like sucked up inside of you. It now looks like a butthole because it's just totally <laughs> balloon knotted yes, itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love it. What's something sexual or kinky that you didn't understand at first and were confronted by that your perspective has changed on now? Okay. All right. Well. I mean, um, look, originally, probably everything (laughs) was confronting in that space. Mm -hmm. And now I would say that it's interesting because I think it's a, a real spectrum. And I think that... What is kinky to one person mm. is really kind of basic to someone else or really? vice versa, you know, and, and that's the thing. Um, so in terms of what's kinky originally for me or sexual, when I first... Or just or something sexual, sexual. Like yeah. something that you were like, oh, I'm not into that or that seems fucked up in some way or I'm grossed out by that. And now you're like, oh, I get it. This is Yeah, hot. well, probably that whole like dominatrix kind of like the power play thing. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd say I'm probably naturally more submissive yeah but with the submission comes like a lot of trust like I'm only going to let someone else be in that position if I trust them but I actually really enjoy that whereas I I guess originally I probably saw it as confronting because I was out of control but I've kind of you know evolved with that and then probably like the kinds of intimate relationships you were having when you were younger might not have quite been mature or safe enough to Mm. explore that 
yeah. more deeply. I don't know. I mean, personally... Well, to be fair, first relationship was great, but then there's absolutely been a few, you know, connections that uh, definitely weren't. Mm. But, yeah, it's nice because it's... it's, it's it's like, like, I mean, it's not even particularly kinky, <laughs> really. No, but really it was my kinky. original self coming, oh, well, that's a lot. And I don't know how I feel about that. And I've been, you know, I think I was probably more on the, I don't want to be controlled stuff yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. younger. That's degrading. Uh, but it's changed. And I actually really yes. enjoy it in the bedroom. So yeah. what changed how you felt about this? Was it like a particular experience or relationship where you actually could explore it for the first time properly and be like, oh, I'd say probably experience of being in that position and enjoying it, but actually feeling really safe and knowing that that person, if I ever had a problem with anything, would be super respectful. And then that's probably what shifted my view because prior to that, I don't think that had been my experience. I either thought I was out of control or I was giving away my power and the realisation that I wasn't doing either of those things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a choice and it was consensual and it was actually what I wanted. (laughs) I'm stoked for you. And I think that that's a pretty relatable story. Like I would say I'm very vanilla. Yeah. um, But... Similarly to your answer, like everything used to con- like be confronting and scary in the sexual realm for me, um, and so like there were a lot of things that I thought were giving away my power, or that's really degrading. Like I thought being in doggy style or giving a dude a blowjob was really like diminutive and degrading for the woman, so I refused to do it because I was like, oh, I don't, I, I don't like the way that you know it yeah. feels like porny or whatever. I was well, that's a the thing. Well, this, I like a lot of it is you know what we've grown up with what we've been exposed to the experiences we've had and then you kind of go oh oh, but hang on wait like I'm told that this is this Mm -hmm. so then actually yeah it's not yeah so I I like it I've changed my tune about all of that stuff I'm still very vanilla but I really get like that you know the juiciness vanilla's underrated vanilla's a really great flavour (laughs) I mean I I'm a cooking teacher and like hey vanilla like real vanilla hey me again If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh, if fashion isn't your passion, though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte because... I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. (laughs) You can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned. And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. Um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later. So do you prefer verbal or non-verbal communication in the bedroom and why? So, um, so I prefer at the beginning for there to be a lot of verbal communication 
because um, well, it's the chicken of the egg. At first, getting really close and bonded with someone, and um, and then it can move into nonverbal communication. And actually, I prefer it to all begin from afar with just energy at the beginning and have it just be about energy and about spreading my love to the world but then also focusing it on one and um yeah beautiful good answer yeah starting with a fair bit of verbal communication until there's enough like safety and rapport and understanding of one another that you don't need the words as much exactly I resonate with that um and I have a segment on my podcast called TMI. We love it. What's it called? TMI. TMI. So I just asked my guests for a story that would normally be like, oh, that's too much information. We can't talk about that. You know, that's about periods or vaginas or sex. Do you have a story that springs to mind that might be like a little bit TMI for your average social circle? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Would you feel comfortable sharing it? Sure. Okay. So, um... Well, I I took drugs last night, <laughs> and um, and I'm I had these moments where I felt like sometimes I was controlling the world in such a way that I felt like I could bring us down into hell, and other moments where I felt like I could bring us into heaven, <laughs> and I started to feel as though we were. Um, creating a, a little mini festival of what we want to create on the whole earth and um, all of this is almost all of that is too much information uh, and, and TMI but um, I feel like just step by step we're, we're all moving to this beautiful place together wow okay <laughs> Oh, kind of felt like I was in an episode of All Gas, No Breaks at the end there. Um, all right. So that concludes part one of the Comfort Creek Chronicles, which I've just dubbed on the spot. Um, I've got heaps of audio still from the festival. I just thought I'd I'd sort of cut it off there, make part one, and I'll edit together another episode or two for you. Um, but I also wanted to like tie up a bit of loose end or at least try try to start setting up a bit of a uh, loose end tie up for you on Bumble Guy. Um, and I'm hoping maybe like if he hears this episode, he'll get in touch so that I can wrap that little story up with a bow because unfortunately I didn't end up chatting to him. He didn't come and visit the lounge, didn't um, end up chatting to him again after that. So I don't actually have his side of the story. I don't actually know what to tell you, whether he knew, whether he thought I knew, whether he was just fucking with me or thought I was fucking with him. I don't know. It, it's a pretty bizarre situation really. And yeah, I wish I could tell you what the uh, ending of that was, but yeah, don't know. So anyway, if you're listening, um, get in touch and just like send a voicey or a message and fill us in because we want to fucking know like what was the sitch there, buddy. Um, and before I finish up, I've got a little 
TMI story that one of the punters left in a little anonymous um, box that we have for stories when they don't want their voices on the podcast, understandably, and I'm going to read it out for you. I once had sex in a small temple-esque space. I ended up ejaculating on the ground and we went to sleep. The next day, we found hundreds of ants questing up the hill and into the temple to consume the sacred nectar. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you, anonymous um, person that gave me that story. That was a really funny one to pull out of the box and read. Um, yeah, and that's it for today. I'm going to come at you next week with another installment and um, – and yeah, we'll also be getting back to regular episodes where I just interview the one person if this is all a little bit too stimulating with the the doof doof in the background and the chopping and changing. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd try out this new format. And that's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.